Welcome to the Trailer Blazers, folks. Uh. You sound a little under the weather there, Benjamin. Uh, no joke. That's I, I have been sick. I ex- continue to be sick. I've been uh, sick. I've been sick. <laughs> I'm a little crocodile. Uh, I can't shake it, dude. I don't know what it is. I've, I did the Teladoc. I got some nasal spray stuff. You know, my throat has been hurting for like five days. My throat Four hurts for whatever. a month and a half. So, everyone, this is the Trailer Blazers. Uh, you know us as a uh, podcast about trailers. So, we're here to talk about a variety of dry trailers and semi-tractor trailers that you can use for your long-haul trucking. You can check out the load security systems that we're going to get into for these semi-trailers. And uh, for additional cargo protection, you know, we'll talk about... Uh, air ride suspension and uh there's a lot of reliable semi-tractor trailers that you can purchase and i was actually thinking we could do a little curveball and we could talk about you know small trailers for your skid steer or your for your uh your quad uh you know your quad bikes that's right uh, for hauling uh for hauling all varieties of things a trailer is really uh the the best way to go and that's what this podcast is and has always been about <laughs> And uh, you may know us as the Smart Dudes. Yeah, we're the Smart Dudes. We talk about semi-tractor trailers. April Fools. (laughs) (laughs) You've been fooled. We got you. We saw you suckers coming a mile away. You are are queuing up the emails. You are queuing up the, uh, the Instagram to let us know, let us have it. And then you are stopped in your tracks. So you guys may be like, hey guys. It's April 3rd. Well, that's because you're listening to it on Monday, but we recorded it on Saturday night, April 1st. So, in the past, it was April Fool's. Yeah. So, now that that's out of the way, nothing else in the episode will be a fool. The rest of the episode will be movie trailers. This is, we also have a... This is a big, important episode, because we are launching something that we will talk about in the news section, and that is not an April Fool. We, so we that's a weird it's weird that we're launching it on april fools yeah that's regrettable that's why i wanted to get the april fool stuff out of the at the beginning because it isn't a, <laughs> a fool I, there is no more fooling after this fool time has ended okay fool me once yep well folks welcome to the trailer blizzards we are going to talk about video game movie and tv trailers and uh we'll get to that we will we will but before we get to that we gotta talk about what we done and watched this past week what we done watched so i watched a lot more than you this week yeah you just watched you've been you've been watching that lower decks yeah i've been sick I, i've been i haven't been watching anything i haven't been pl- hardly playing anything i've just been sick yeah that that tracks um you've been sick for about a, a month and a half and uh, like you show it. no signs of improvement. You actually sound worse than you did last week. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I went last Sunday by myself to the theater, and I saw John Wick Chapter 4, and I loved it. Uh, everybody's saying it's the best one. I still think the third one's the, my favorite, but this one was right next to it. Like It was really hard to choose because Donnie Yen's in this one. Uh, yeah. He's the best, but I still think I liked the third movie the best i heard a lot of people got hit by cars in this fourth oh one. absolutely it's absurd you, you know <laughs> i don't want to say any spoilers but yeah no there's this one the cars are the true assassins <laughs> how was the lighting oh exactly like natural light neon uh orange purple pink uh, nice it's gorgeous john wick movies are like extremely 
high definition, like deeply 4K when you watch them. You know, it's like like we talked about that thick lighting. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, really, really good. I was real sad uh, because uh, Lance Reddick died recently, yeah. and he's in it. So, but they they dedicated it to him, you know. And oh, did a they? nice oh, little okay. tribute in that movie. Yeah, I finished the season of Shrinking. The season one ended. That was really really great. It's nice to see. Like I said, it's nice to see Harrison Ford care about something again. Uh, Ted Lasso started. Been watching that. Of course, you know, watching Mandalorian and Bad Batch. The Bad Batch season two ended, so now just Mando. Still watching Poker Face, really loving that. And then last night, Jess and I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, which I got on 4K Blu-ray, because we are dog-sitting this weekend. We can't go anywhere. So we were like, oh, we have this movie, so we watched it. Really, really good. You're not at C2E2. No, I am not at C2E2. We have friends at C2E2. Hello, friends who are at C2E2. Hello, C2E2 friends. I used to go, I went to the very first C2E2, and then I went to most of them after that, and then I was just like, it's can't afford to do that and dragon con and i can barely afford dragon con especially this year <laughs> it's like if i if i wouldn't lose the hotel i probably wouldn't go this year but i can't not have the hotel you know yeah so yeah you wouldn't go this year because of finances yeah it's not a good time we're not telling what you need baby you need some of that patreon man that's right and i had a fun your white down there and maybe we do a special episode down there. Yeah, oh, there will be a Dragon Con uh, special special stuff made for Dragon Con. Special content. So that's what I watched. Everything Everywhere All at Once is extremely good. I had avoided any spoilers or anything since it came out somehow. And it's really good. It, it, it lived up to the dramatically high amount of hype, I felt. Because I was going into it like, there's no way this is as good as everyone is acting like, but it was. So really enjoyed that. Really good. So that's that's when I watched. Yeah, he. Okay, so I hadn't seen him in anything, you know, for a long time. If I didn't know that he was short round, I would have figured it out. Like, he still has mad short round energy, you know. Like he's still kind of <laughs> he's kind kind of a higher pitched voice, so he kind of still talks like that, but like obviously like an adult version, and he's very manic like short round. I honestly figure think I would have thought of it without knowing you'd like to think well that's what we done had watched this past week folks and that brings us to the new news this is the dumb dudes news network all right so this is the biggest thing of the episode and this is not an april fools this is a real thing I can't stress that enough. I hate April Fools for for <laughs> making every everything suspicious. This week marks the launch of the Trelure Blazures Patreon. That's right, folks. If you were sick of getting all of our content for free and you thought, "How can I give my hard-earned money to these two idiots?" <laughs> <laughs> there is now a way. And it's patreon.com slash trailerblazers, and there will be notes or links in the show note pretty much every week going forward, because uh, I would really love for you to do the Patreon. So um, I will say this up front. You do not have to do the Patreon. I will not hold it against you if you do not do the Patreon. I know people who have Patreons, and I don't do those Patreons. It's not like a thing where you, if if you see me, you duck away because you're ashamed that you're not doing the Patreon, or I'm going to judge you. It's not going to happen. Uh, don't 
don't think that you have to do the Patreon to answer the questions times because I'm, you know, that will be the opposite of what we want if you're avoiding the questions times because you don't do the Patreon. The Patreon is fully extra. It is not required. It will not affect our opinions of you as human beings. So just getting that out of the way up front. Yeah. Uh, And also when I set up the voicemail, the Google voice where you can leave us a voicemail, which we will play on the show, you also don't have to do the Patreon to do that. You can just call in for free. Yeah, that's going to just be there. So I want to go through the membership tiers real quick uh, because people want to know that, I'm sure. So if you're going to do the Patreon, the first tier is called the one quarter portion of the top tier. And the description for that is maybe you only like the video games segment. Maybe you're just saving up for your Armegadon bunker. Or maybe you've just you're just tired of the dumb dude's Jerry Lewis impression <laughs> impersonations. Whatever your reason is, this here's the tier that lets you support the Blazers and walk away knowing you're giving them more than the mattress companies ever will. So I, I also want to say a thank you to uh, my cousin-in-law Derek, who built this entire thing for us, and he wrote these descriptions, and they're very funny, and it's like it's it's better than I could have written. So it's also funnier, so maybe he should be on here. But uh, thank you, Derek. And uh, so that first tier, what's included? This is just, it's a $3 tier, and you just get Quick Mickey's appreciation. Uh, So this is just if you want to throw us a couple bucks, and you're not like, you don't need rewards or uh, anything. You you, will give you a shout out for sure if you do it. But uh, Maybe maybe I'll record a voicemail message for you yeah stuff stuff like that so this is the the entry tier you know three dollars just to to help out the second tier is a five dollar a month one and this one's called quick mickey's quick money and the description for this one is for just five dollars a month you can help out quick mickey with whatever scheme he's working his way into or mess he's working his way out of patrons at this tier can rest easy at night knowing they're doing their part for the internet's most niche personality (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> new patrons may even get a shout out from quick Mickey himself on the podcast who knows and so what's included in this tier is uh, obviously everything in the previous tiers will continue to the next tiers so the extra parts in this one are behind the scenes content posts etc and bonus episodes and videos so we'll we'll make some videos uh we'll make some bonus episodes they won't be in the format of the regular episodes the bonus episodes like we might do one where we just screw around with that uh, Stump the Robot with Accents game or something like that. There will be a lot less editing in the bonus episodes. They'll just be fun, you know, some fun bonus stuff. The next tier is $7 a month. It's called Bonafide Blazer. And the description is, What if I told you $7 a month was all you needed to become a qualified, specified, bonafide member of the Trelure Blazers? Patrons at this tier are in for the long haul. Whether the week has got the boys braving the dregs lands, suffering through a seemingly endless supply of Saban trailers, or even the rare occasion where all the trailers are bangers, you'll be right there alongside them. Metaphorically, of course. This tier includes all the benefits of the previous tiers, as well as anything special the dumb dudes got going on. Live episode recordings? Patron submitted questions times questions? The choices are endless. So the extra tier in this one, or the extra reward, is fan requests, where you can choose trailers for us to cover uh, from any era. They don't have to be modern ones. You can submit a questions times. You can come up with a game for us to try. Just basically, like... You submit stuff to us, and then we'll incorporate it. And then the final tier, this one is like the big guns. Uh, this is twelve the boss yeah, tier, twelve dollars a month. And as you can guess, 
That price is related to the name, which is the wickedly generous Adele Dezine. Uh Maybe you thoroughly enjoy the entire podcast. Maybe you've long since given up on an Armegadon bunker, or maybe you just can't get enough of the dumb dude's Jerry Lewis impersonations. <laughs> Whatever Oof. your reason, uh, this here is the tier that grants you the highest bragging rights among the 60 regular listeners of the trailer blazers patrons at this tier receive all the benefits of the previous tiers as well as a little something extra as soon as we figure out what that is i'll, I'll tell you more what it is the tier also exclusively grants its members the ability to hold their heads and wallets high holding up that wallet should be pretty easy seeing as the dumb dudes have got all your money so the uh, extra there's two extra things in this tier and it's live streams so like Maybe you want to watch Ben paint shoes and just hang out with him while he's doing that. Or, like, I'll, I'll do some unboxing, some toy unboxing things on live stream, like Hot Toys figures or um, like Marvel Legends, stuff like that. Because I always have things in boxes I want to open, and then you can just hang out with me while I do that. And then there's a different kind of bonus episode, too. So I'm thinking that this will be commentary tracks for bad movies, and this will work like riff tracks. So I will make commentary tracks for bad movies that are on Netflix. I will try to stick to Netflix because that is the most ubiquitous streaming service that people have. And it'll the way it'll work is it'll be a, a podcast episode, and I will tell you in the podcast episode when to push play on the movie in Netflix, and that will sync up the episode with the movie and so it'll be like I'm sitting there next to you and I'm talking through the whole movie and making fun of it. And also we might do instead, because I'm not going to do, that's a lot of work. So there won't be, you know, that all the time, but that will be one of them. But we'll do like recap podcasts about stuff, which will be called Spoiler Blazers, where we'll talk about like a movie we both saw and we want to talk about, but we're afraid to do spoilers, you know, or if we want to talk about like Mandalorian spoilers. So Spoiler Blazers podcasts. And then uh, just different episodes like that. So uh, that is the, the uh, wickedly generous Adele Dezine. And doing the Patreon will help us cover the hosting cost. That is not cheap. So, like, I would like to get that covered. We don't get any mattress money. And uh, we already have Kevin as a patron. He signed up <laughs> when I showed him the website to see if he liked the website. So you can always count on Kevin over here to do it. Yep. And uh, it would be nice to cover these hosting fees. That's right. So Kevin is is signed up at the wickedly generous Adele Dezine tier. So thank you, Kevin. You're the first patron. Uh, although as soon as Derek made the site, a bunch of people signed up and then uh, canceled right away within a couple hours, which is very strange. But I th- I don't know if that was like bots or something bots yeah. yeah bots patron bots what a stupid thing it doesn't matter because it's real and uh it's not an april fool and also uh there will be a t public site very soon also where you can get like t-shirts and stuff too yeah merchandising yeah so if you want to give us money instead of having just free content like some chump <laughs> uh yeah there's a way of doing that so that's the first item of news all right and then the Regular old item of news that's up next is The X-Files is rumored to get a reboot with Ryan Coogler directing. Yeah, so there was also going to be an animated one, but that I think got scrapped. And this is like a live action one with Ryan Coogler involved. But the problem is that Chris Carter, the creator of X-Files, is probably still involved. And he always sort of loses the thread with X-Files and like... 
I feel like because Exiles is really good, but it it's kind of it kind of can't stick the landing for the like the overarching story, you know, like the the what do they call it? Lore episodes versus Monster yeah. of the Week episodes, right? Yeah. You know? So, but I I really like X Files. Yeah. But that yeah. was that was Friday nights, dude. It was Briscoe County Junior in the next Files. Yeah, it's really good. Like with Pete, Mulder and Scully are so great. Good. Yeah. So. Do you remember that episode? I guess it was season one where the the guy like came through the vents. He could like slip through the yeah. vents. Dude, that that was scary. Yeah, dude. he was was he in he was like in prison first something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah, I remember that guy. He came back to like in a later episode. Yeah, I also remember Kamel Nanjiani made an X Files podcast called The X Files Files, and he stopped making it because fans were so annoying, <laughs> uh, <laughs> making demands of him and stuff. So he stopped making it, yeah. And now uh, one of my favorite musicians, uh, Jenny Owen Youngs, who does a podcast called Buffering, which was originally a rewatch of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where she would do a song about each episode at the end of the episode. They're doing X-Files now on that podcast because they finished Buffy. Mm. I probably have to listen to that because she's really a good musician. That's a lot of songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got like seven albums of Buffy songs so far. Wow. Wow. Um, Secret Invasion's coming June 21st. Yeah, so we got we got a, a official release date for that. It was funny because they moved it to June without telling us it was supposed to be in May. Right. And they told us they moved it from May without ever telling us that. So, But now we have a date. Uh, June 21st, Secret Invasion. Could probably I'll, use another trailer for that, though. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't put out a trailer in a minute. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, That's almost three months from now. So yeah, I mean, they got some time. That's a while. They're probably waiting. Uh, they'll probably show with these May blockbusters, you know? Yeah, I would think with Guardians. And just to make sure the dumb dudes always look dumb, one literally came out while Nick was editing this episode. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the next item we have here is for the Batman 2. So the the rumor right now is that Clayface is going to be the main antagonist of the second Matt Reeves Batman movie. How do you think they're going to do it? I have no idea. Because uh, it depends. I kind of hope they just do it how he is and don't make it overly grounded because like the first one is extremely grounded but it would be cool if the second one wasn't do you remember the episode of raggedy ann and andy where it had like the candy monster that was like this big sludge moving or moving about did you ever see that no i don't know that it's like a fever dream in my head but if right into us if you've seen if you know what i'm talking about maybe i'll find it on youtube there's a sludgy candy monster in gravity falls too it kind of looks like no face from spirited away Mm. Well, we'll see how they do Clayface. Uh, will it be the Raggedy Ann and Andy Candy Monster version? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, oh, I didn't know about this. Scott Pilgrim is getting an anime? On Netflix with the uh, original voice cast is going to be all the cast from the movie. No way. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, oh Netflix gosh. is getting a Scott Pilgrim anime with all of the voice actors from the movie as their characters, including, like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and uh, Michael Sarah and uh, was it Kieran Culkin? Uh, yeah, yeah. Kieran Culkin and uh, I don't know if any of the... Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson and Chris Evans. I don't know if they'll be popping up. Uh, Jason Schwartzman. It's called a grind, bro. Those guys were probably defeated. I don't know if they'll be re- returning. But uh, mm. the main cast is all going to be the same. Next time I'll be deadly serious. Next time. Oh, uh, Aubrey Plaza too. Uh, she was oh, yeah. she was in the movie, but yep. yeah, she's going to mm. be in the anime too. I saw her name on it. Okay, well, that's sweet. I, I'm actually pretty excited about it. I wonder I wonder who's doing the music if they get Anamanaguchi to do it. 
You know, I did the video game. Yeah, I, I would think uh, if they can get Mary Elizabeth Winstead to do it, they can get anyone. Yeah. Well, that looking forward to it. You said that's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, sweet. Looking forward to it. I'll probably watch that. Be good. Good times. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the dumb dudes' news. All the new news, and that brings us to the new 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 new. Trailers, folks. We have an Adele Dezine. Yeah, the wickedly generous Adele Dezine. And um, a lot of this is pretty. Bo- this is mostly boogery, Simo. Yeah, would you it's say? not a great one. Overly boogery. There's one that I'm extremely excited for, and then a bunch that I just like. Okay. Looking at this, I'm not extremely excited about any of it, but we some of this is be fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the first one that we've got here is called Knights of the Zodiac. The plot of this is when a goddess of war reincarn- reincarnates in the body of a young girl, street orphan Seiya discovers that he is destined to protect her and save the world, but only if he can face his own past and become a knight of the Zodiac. This is, of course, based on the anime Saint Seiya. What's in his past? He, he used to be a thief. He used to be in a gang. Uh, he used to uh, uh, He used to be mean to... Fast food workers. (laughs) What is his past? I don't know. I never watched the anime Saint Seiya. The only reason I know about it is because of it. Toy Galaxy did a history of video about Saint Seiya. And that's literally the only reason I knew what it was. Never heard of it. I I never seen it. uh, You know know who has... Do you know who else is in this? Mark DeCascos. Are you familiar with Mark DeCascos? Sure am. He's in John Wick 3, which is my favorite John Wick movie. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so he was in uh, he was in a Capoeira movie <laughs> back in the day. Only the Strong. <laughs> I really like him in John Wick because they're fighting, and at the end of the fight, he goes, that was a really good fight, wasn't it, John? And John Wick just goes, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, buddy. Because <laughs> like, he was kind of a fanboy of John Wick. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Vomka Jansen is in this too, Gene Gray, and Sean Bean. Oh, that's right, Sean Bean. Did did this have a little bit of um like Power Rangers? Was it giving Power Rangers a little oh, bit? Oh yeah, this was like kind of low budget Power Rangers. Yeah. It's it like Sean Bean must be at that point in his career where he can do stuff like this cuz he needs to make a house payment or something, you know? Right. It's like you were born here, so you get a pass on doing goofy stuff like this. I was listening to some podcast, and they were talking about monthly income for like, um, who, who's the girl that's divorced Ted Lasso? Uh, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. She like her monthly income's like seventy grand. Uh-huh. I was like, if that's your monthly income, you why would you ever work? Well, maybe you like the art. Uh, I mean, I get that, yeah, but you don't have. It makes to. sense to work in in an art. Rather than a trade, I think. Unless you, because like if you're a tradesman and you've made that much money, I would retire because I would focus on hobbies. But like people who work in the arts, that's like you're getting paid for a hobby to me. Yeah, seventy thousand a month, dude. That's insane. That I, that kind of money is unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. She's doing that much to earn that either. Suffer making kind of crummy Harry Styles movies. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, by the way, I love doing Tron though. Oh yeah, she gets a she gets a pass for all her weirdness for being Quora. Oh man, like Quora. She had a she had a definitely had a midlife crisis. Yeah. Hey, here's my advice: just buy a car, like everybody. Yeah, else. just buy a weird car. Don't <laughs> just buy a weird. Car. Don't like have an affair with crummy boy band dudes. I hate Harry Styles. Yeah. I can't. I'll alienate some people, I'm sure, because everybody loves him, but I can't stand him. I don't know enough about the man to like or dislike him i i couldn't i wouldn't be able to recognize a harry styles song 
If you put it in my face. I couldn't do that. I just don't like him. He gets he gives uh, me bad vibes. Oh, he's giving bad. Yeah, he's giving bad vibes. Okay, well, this is the this is the Harry Styles hate podcast. Welcome to it. Welcome. Folks, let's welcome. Uh let's talk about this next trailer we got here. Big Shark. Buddy, I this came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. So, this is a Tommy Wiseau movie. Tommy yes, Wiseau famously Tommy of the <laughs> of the room. The plot is three firefighters must save New Orleans from a shark attack. So, here's the thing. So, The Room has Ed Wood vibes, where it's a guy who really wanted to do something. He really wanted to make a movie, and he tried as hard as he could to make a movie, and he thought it was good what he was doing. I think Tommy Wiseau, after that, there was too much attention on how bad of a movie it was, and he can he can never do that again. So, now everything is cynical. Like cynical to me, where it's bad on purpose, and he knows how. He, there's like a self awareness that kind of renders renders it unenjoyable to me. It's like those the modern Roger Corman sci fi movies like Sharktopus and like Sharknado, where it's it's bad, but they're trying to make it bad, so there's no charm at all. Whereas yeah. Ed Wood movies like Plan Nine from Outer Space and all of his movies, they're all bad, and he's a bad filmmaker. But he loved being a filmmaker, and that comes through in the bad movies, and so they're not cynical, and therefore they're enjoyable in a in a way that this just isn't to me. So, like, every I saw a bunch of people online getting excited. That's like another Tommy Wiseau movie, and it's like, it's it's gonna be bad, and we're gonna enjoy it. But it's bad on purpose, and it's bad in a self aware way that I just don't respect. Uh, well, one thing is for sure, it is bad. This tra- this trailer was unreal to me. And there's like a like an underwear commercial. He has an underwear line apparently that plays after this. And the whole thing was pulled straight from Tim and Eric. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like it looks like Tim and Eric. Uh, I've heard also that Tommy Wiseau's film career. Someone called it a front to sell pants because he sells like jeans and stuff. And it it was like a way of getting attention so he could sell his pants or something. But has has he always sold pants? Yeah, it's been a long time, at least. Uh, But like, I just I don't trust this. It's not. It's not that. As a lifelong student of bad film and mystery science theater, this one seems cynical to me. And like, the self awareness makes it not fun for me. Uh, Nick will only have pure bad. I just yeah, the I feel like it's only fun pure. if someone tried, you know. Yeah. Well, I will probably never see this. No. Uh, I've never seen the room all the way through. I don't think. I've well, seen, maybe I have once. I've seen the room, and I respect the room as a bad movie. But I feel like oh, Tommy Wiseau was—he uh, got too much attention after that. Yeah. They make documentaries about the guy. They made a movie about. Yeah, that. the magic is gone. Yeah. All right, well, next up we got a trailer for Transatlantic. The plot of this is an American journalist who, during 13 months spent in France in 1940-41, to manages to arrange safe passage out of France and onto the U.S. for more than 2,000 refugees who are in danger of losing their lives. And this stars Jillian Jacobs and Corey Stoll and a bunch of people I didn't hear of. I really, really love Jillian Jacobs. Yeah, she's really, she's so pretty. Yeah, uh... Not pretty enough for me to watch this. No, though. this is this was so vague. It was vague, but also like it has the kind of energy of a movie that wasn't very great, so Netflix bought it to have content. Uh, you know? Mm, like it couldn't get distribution. That you know? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I think. That actually does sound plausible. I hadn't thought about it like that, but that 
that could be that could be the case. They like shopped it around, and everybody's like, "Nah, Netflix." Yeah. Like, well, take it. <laughs> Netflix was just like, "Well, we need we need original content. We'll take it." And they yeah, go ahead, it throw it in the back of the truck. We'll, we'll go ahead and take. It. Yeah, we'll take it up there. I wish Jillian Jacobs would be in something I want to watch. Yeah, that's she's like um, the Tooch, you know. Like we need and um, who was it? Who else was it? Uh, Vision. Paul uh, Bettany. Paul, Paul Bettany. Like these are the people like. Being stuff we want, being stuff we like, please. Yeah, Paul Bettany used to be in all kinds of cool stuff, and then uh, he disappeared for a while. Then Avengers kind of brought him back out of yeah hiding or whatever, and then yeah. uh, he's still in stuff, but it's not like stuff I want to watch. But he's in Master and Commander, so he ah. he's set for life for for me anyway. That is correct. I didn't even talk about the movie Transatlantic. It's like, well, did we talk about like World War Two? But yeah, it's a World War Two movie. Which every time I see a World War Two movie now, I think of people who complain about, oh, they make so many comic book movies now. Like, there's more than like five thousand war movies from World War Two and video games. Yeah, so. like every five minutes, there's a war movie coming out about World War Two. Maybe yeah. think, maybe calm down, <laughs> branch out. Um, all right, so then we have a trailer for Elemental. Yeah, this is a Pixar movie. The plot is follows Ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. Although they're kind of like segregated in the city. There's like a fire section, a water section, etc. And I don't know how to explain it other than the animation in this one looks like an indie video game side scroller to me. Like, you know, like Ori in the Blind Forest or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's because the fire people have outlines. Mm. Yeah, it just looks like that to me. But this is, you know, it looks like a cla- it looks like a Pixar movie where it Oh yeah. Pixar animation and then the the plot is The I know what the, you know what the plot is? It's a mixture of Avatar the Last Airbender and a Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah. They wanted the elemental uh, part of it there but yeah this has like yeah this has like hallmark this, we should get missy to talk about this one because the plot is like yeah. a, one of those hallmark christmas movies yeah like a like a you know big city girl yeah. gets out of her element out of her zone and then ha- and then finds the charm and value in the mother town the small family of water people you know nice try pixar <laughs> <laughs> we see we see what you're doing this is a hallmark movie we got you. Yeah, with video game gotcha. graphics. So maybe Missy will provide us some input on that. Yeah. In the in the trailer mailers next week. Yes. Um then we have a trailer for Asteroid City. Wait, wait. Missy, please uh use your breakdown material, like cursed objects, what kind of your breakdown material for the Hallmark movies and, and break down this trailer for us, please. Oh, that'd be good. I'll set up the um voicemail and then she can act we can hear her voice. Okay. Sounds like a plan. I volunteer okay. you for this, Missy. We volunteer you as tribute. Um, let's talk about Asteroid City, which is uh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, the itinerary of a junior stargazer convention is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events, which from the trailer is like a UFO that shows up. Uh, this is a Wes Anderson movie. It is uh, very obviously a Wes Anderson movie because it is deeply his aesthetic in the trailer. Uh, I love Wes Anderson. I love every single one of his movies. There's not a single one that I don't like. Uh, the one that I like the least is the most recent one, French Dispatch, just because it was very meandering with its story, and it just wasn't like the other ones enough for me. But Rushmore is one of my favorite movies of all time, and so is Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I like all the other ones too. I have only seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's the only one I've seen. Of his. Uh, this movie... 
I will say Asteroid City very much has aesthetic. He remains Wes Anderson. Oh yeah. Um, but it, but this very much looks like a play that they filmed. Yeah, all, I mean, all of his movies kind of have that feel to them, where they could be done in. If you had a big enough stage where you could switch <laughs> to the yeah. other side, you know, because Wes Anderson movies always have those really long pan shots. But yeah. uh, it's it's all dialogue. Like dialogue is the focus, so you could. You know, you could do a play of any of them. Does he write these or does somebody else write them? He writes them. them. Uh, It used to be him and Owen Wilson writing them together. And him and Owen Wilson writing together is the best possible combination. The ones that he writes on his own are great, yes, but not as great as when he writes with Owen. Mm. This The cast of this one is extremely good. It's very big. You've got Jason Schwartzman, which is always the best because he's the lead of Rushmore. Scarlett Johansson, obviously great. Tom Hanks. Now, this is the only time in my life I've been disappointed to see Tom Hanks because Tom Hanks is playing the very clearly written for Bill Murray role that Bill Murray couldn't uh, do because he's doing that mortal, what is it called, mortal creatures or whatever movie, and he couldn't film it. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is in it, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody, Liev Schreiber, Hope Davis, Stephen Park, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Hong Chow, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie, Tony Revolori, Jake Ryan, and Jeff Goldblum. Good grief. Yeah, so a lot of these people are like in every single uh, Wes Anderson movie, like Willem Dafoe and Jeff Goldblum and Tilda Swinton. They're in a lot of them, not every single one. The only person who's been in every single one, I think, is Owen Wilson. Diglin, man. Is there, yeah, I'm Dignan, man. Dignan. Hey, she has a name, man. It's Inez. Yeah, and I'm Dignan, man. I love that movie, Bottle Rocket. I love I love Wes Anderson. I'm that kind of white guy, you know? Like, I love everyone. <laughs> and so I'm looking yeah. really, really looking forward to this. Hey, uh, what kind of white guy are you? Wes Anderson kind. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, also, uh, Mountain Goats. I love the Mountain Goats, the band. Yeah, that's the kind. I like Mountain Goats, the the animal. Band is great, too. And Bighorn Sheep. I think they're so cool. When I was in Alaska, I was was always on the lookout to see one because, you know, they don't don't grow here. I saw some Mountain Goats in South Dakota, wild ones, when I was there. That's so cool. 2006. But, yeah, I love Wes Anderson. Love the Mountain Goats. Going to see them in two weeks, actually. Oh, nice. In uh, Milwaukee? In Green Bay. Oh. How far are you from Green Bay? Hour and a half. It's straight so up the go. freeway. It's literally straight north of me. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. All right, so then we have a trailer for Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Uh, Unicorn Warriors Eternal. The series follows a team of ancient heroes protecting the world from an ominous force. Throughout history, unicorns have symbolized the virtuous appearing to the ensure that goodness reigns. When the reawakening of our heroes comes too early, they find themselves in the bodies of teenagers... Damaged as a result, their memories of who they are and the history of the unicorn over the centuries have been lost, with some of their magical abilities weakened and fragmented. Not only do they have to protect the world against the prevailing darkness, they have to go they have to do it while navigating the unexpected laughs and humor that come with teen angst and emotions. And this is an animated series from Gendy Tartakovsky, who is the creator of Samurai Jack and Dexter's Laboratory and uh Primal and uh, Powerpuff Girls and many other things, Hotel Transylvania. And this is an animated series with uh, not a lot of cast and crew on the IMDb. They, there's a there's a robot in this, and it 
I mean, it had to have taken inspiration from TikTok, the Royal Army of Oz in Return to Oz. I'm so certain that it is because the robots and stuff in Samurai Jack and Gendy Tartakovsky, and he's like the right age to like like Return to Oz, you know? Because he's yep. only like a little older than us, I think. He had to have been influenced for sure. Yeah. I love Samurai Jack. It's one of my favorite animated things of all time. So I'll probably check this out, like give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I probably... Because I'm not familiar with this guy and I've never saw Samurai Jack, I'm, I have no connection, so I don't. I probably will miss it. Did you watch uh, Dexter's Laboratory? Uh, I did not. That was another good one from him. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's like four or five years younger than me that I didn't catch. Yeah, like SpongeBob and Dexter's Laboratory, and like for like Pokemon. I mean, I like Pokemon for what it is, you know, but I never like watched the show growing up. You yeah, know what I, mean? I watched uh, um, all of those things that you mentioned. But I also just like watching cartoons. Like I watch cartoons all the time. Avatar: The Last Airbender doesn't know. I love Avatar, but I'm I lo- I prefer Legend of Korra. I'm in the minority right. of famously known Korra fans there, like Korra. who are Korra forward. But that's because Korra <laughs> is Janet Varney, and we all know how oh, I feel yeah. about that. Boys of Summer. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, then we have a trailer for Dead Ringers. I think this is the worst one. Maybe on the list. It may be. It may be the worst. The plot is the Mantle Twins, identical from head to toe, are on a mission to change the way women give birth, starting in Manhattan. This stars Rachel Weisz, who I love. I love Rachel Weisz. She's Evie in The Mummy, the 1999 classic yeah. film, yeah. for which Brendan Fraser recently won an Oscar. But also, this movie there, this I think it's a series on Hulu. This series on Hulu does not look good. God, boy, it looks bad. There's like weird incest vibes between the twins. I got that vibes, those vibes as well. Because they, they kept showing these like very, I, I would say intimate shots where they're like holding hands and like have their faces really close together and they just kept showing it. And I'm just like, what are you trying to communicate? I here? blame Game of Thrones for this. God, yes, dude. Why did they do this? Why did they introduce this? I feel like Game of Thrones put that out into the zeitgeist in a way where it made a lot of people not not think it's as weird and gross as it is. And I think those people should have to picture it in their own lives to realize how gross it is instead of this weird romanticized TV version with strangers and just because they're good-looking uh, Lena Headey and Nikolai Kosterwaldo or whatever. Yeah. Or Rachel Weisz's. A Rachel Vices. I just go like, whoever is writing this, whoever's producing this, it's like, do you have do you have an agenda to just make it gratuitous? Like you think like, well, this will only shall if we put in ABC. There's got to be nudity and uh, incest. No, we and, are also. You know, I will point out, we are extrapolating this from the trailer. It was not explicitly stated, but I feel like the vibes were there on purpose. Hey, I'm, let me tell you, hey, you go watch that trailer and tell me that there's not these vibes in it. You tell me this. Also, uh, Hey Riddle, it kept making me think of Hey Riddle Riddle because there's an episode called Would You Kiss Your Clone where they have an extended discussion, like a debate about whether or not they would kiss their clone. And it's extremely funny when they do it, but it's gross when this show does it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is definitely not a comedy. No, yeah. Dead, dead ringers. Yeah. Also, I, did, did the thought cross your mind that there's actually not twins? It's the same person, kind of like uh, Fight Club. Oh yeah, maybe it is that, but that would be a weird that would be a weird pull for this one. And I would just be like, we. I feel like after Fight Club, that Fight Club did that and it was great. And then, but that's it because every every one after that would just be not copying them, you know. 
Yeah. So like you only get one of those once. That's like Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. You can't have another guy be dead the whole time. It's over. Somebody got that one. It's over. Counterpoint, there are some things you can do over and over again, like Groundhog Day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess it's a fine line between uh, trope and uh, genre. genre. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where is that? Help us to find the line, folks. Okay. Then we have a trailer for Snag. All right, so the plot of this is an Australian lone wolf's quiet existence is shattered when he learns that the woman he once loved and thought was dead is alive and held captive by ruthless gangsters. So this is this is Big Saban energy oh, here. Yeah. For, it's like foreign Big Saban energy. Yeah, it's not Saban. It's Australian, but it's it might as well be Saban. It's BSE. So the first half, that's the first half of the trailer. Then the second half is totally like a Mexican telenovela. A hundred percent. It's like yeah, yeah. It's it's a really weird vibe shift halfway through. Was there like a, a Hispanic woman with like an old school fancy telephone? Yeah, that's very telenovela, is it? Not? Fully is. Yeah, the whole thing, the whole second half of the trailer is telenovela. Like I expect people's twins to show up and like like a dude in a white suit with a pencil thin mustache, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> but yeah, this is big Saban energy that finishes in a bizarre telenovela twist here and that's snag yeah. guy it looks it looks real bad you've never heard of anyone in this either oh no no you wouldn't recognize anyone no it's uh so again we asked this is this a um a money laundering scheme probably there's no way you it's can gotta watch be right. this nobody's gonna watch that nobody first of all nobody can watch it and then who, if they could watch it who's gonna watch this i often wonder like because there's so many people in the world and there's so many movies almost every movie has the potential to be someone's favorite movie but I'm going to say that Snag does not. <laughs> no one's favorite movie will ever be Snag. Sorry, Snag. Sorry, so sorry, Snag. All right, so then we have a trailer for White House Plumbers. The plot of this, this is my second favorite one. Obviously, Asteroid yeah. City is my favorite. Uh, I'm a, right. Obviously, I'm that kind of white guy. Uh, but White House Plumbers, this looks great. A five-part oh, series yeah. that tells the true story of how Nixon's own political saboteurs and Watergate masterminds E. Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy accidentally toppled the presidency they were trying to protect so this is uh woody harrelson ike bernholtz justin thoreau lena heady uh kathleen turner kiernan chipka like huge cast oh yeah gonna be on netflix i can't believe this is not an adam mckay movie yeah it very much uh he was he only does like modern stuff i feel like i feel like he would do a old one like an older thing you know? Yeah. Well, this would be perfect for him. Do you think when he saw this trailer, he was like, <laughs> like I yeah, Why didn't this. I do this? Yeah. I should have been doing this. I can't see like yeah. a, dire- a director or a creator on IMDb, so I- I'm not sure who made it, but I know it wasn't Adam McKay, and I know that he is jealous somewhere. And as, as good as this looks, I think if Adam McKay did it, it would be better. I think so, too. I will say this you know it's a period piece obviously and the uh what do you call the work like when you make it period specific like the i guess like the set dressings yeah. and like the the cars and the like the filters they use like yep. it it looks really good <laughs> it looks very convincing also there's two people from Mad Men Kieran Chipka and one of the one uh, the guy who i can't remember his name Rich Summer 
He played Harry Crane on Mad Men. But the guy with glasses who is one of the copywriters in Mad Men. In Mad Men. So basically, they're, they're like, we need period actors. Get Kiernan Shipka <laughs> and somebody else from Mad Men. Starting to be typecast yep. in the 60s. Yep. So I will actually probably watch this. Yeah, I think I want to watch this. It looks good. Yeah. And looks like I said, I wish Adam McKay made it, but I still think it looks good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have something that does not look good coming up next, folks. No. It's the trailer for Clock. This film by writer-director Alexis Jacknow will follow a woman's desperate attempt to fix her broken biological clock. So this is like a bunch of people who are annoying this woman to have kids. And the woman, I think, is the woman from the music video for The Killers. Uh, I, I think it's her. Let me look. Oh, no. Yeah, just another girl. Okay. This is, I just pulled this from my mind now. <laughs> so that's impressive yeah so uh i i saw this girl at the the main character here and i literally i was like she looks like the girl from that killer's music video so i'm scrolling through the her list here and she's the the girl from the music video for the killer's just another girl wow that's that's quite the connection i yeah i don't know that was a weird one i really like the killers though okay so this movie was written by a woman who is real sick of people hearing uh, of hearing people ask why she hasn't had kids. Yeah, like I, I'm gonna just write a whole screenplay on this. I kind of get sick of that. I'm not a woman, but I get sick of that too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I yeah. mean, I, would, I never heard it because I had three kids yeah, real early got, on. You cause... have all of them, so you don't need <laughs> to hear it. Uh, all right, folks. The next trailer we have here is Biosphere. Biosphere. Unfortunately, not Biodome or related nope. to Biodome. Uh, the plot is in the not-too-distant future, <laughs> which is also the first couple words of every season theme song to Mystery Science Theater, which is why I laughed there. In the not-too-distant future, way down in deep 13. Uh, in the not-too-distant future, the last two men on Earth must adapt and evolve to save humanity. So it's Mark Duplass and Sterling K. Brown in... What has to have been a quarantine movie because you have two actors on a close set, you know? Yep. So, yeah, I bet these guys, like, quarantined for two weeks and then filmed this movie. It's a sci-fi movie, low budget. It's a movie where, like, nothing happens. And it, they have to throw all these words on the screen, like, brilliant, provocative, un, you know, unexpected. And, like, it's like, yeah, because nothing happens. Like, these pe- these people thought they were high or something when they were watching. They're like, yeah, a bunch happened. And then they couldn't tell you what happened. Yeah, uh, looking at what some of the reviews, that's that's canon. <laughs> that's what was happening. Um, this sometimes I have like these independent sci-fi movies that are low budget can be real good though. Like that Pedro Pascal one. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Prospect. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was like I highly recommend that. Yeah. The, the subtle world building without hand holding. Oh, oh man, that was excellent. That was an excellent uh, movie. But uh, really this one, I don't, I don't foresee this one being that. This has got Mark uh, Duplass in it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Duplat, Duplaticus. Yeah, he, I mean, he's in some stuff that's good. He was in the uh, Safety Not Guaranteed movie. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Is he the white guy or the black guy? The white guy. Sterling K. Brown is the black guy. Okay, so the Mr. Duplass has never held a video game controller in his oh, life. Oh no! I can tell you yeah. That. I was like, hey, look, go watch this trailer. Don't even watch this trailer. Just like fast forward it till you see the part where he's holding a video game controller. I mean, it's so weird. I think, though, that maybe his character never did either because I think Sterling K. Brown's character was like 
we can do this and then you'll enjoy it and then he was like incredulous okay. and then they, but even so it's one of those things where it's it's still agonizing to watch <laughs> there was a i shared you with you that instagram video of the <laughs> people playing video games yeah, and movies yeah <laughs> the most egregious that i've ever seen of that was on the big bang theory every time they've played video games in the episodes that i've seen has been absurd <laughs> trying to hit every button within a second of each other you know <laughs> so st- i hate that crap <laughs> oh it's so annoying well anyway this guy does it in yeah. this trailer all right, the Adele Dazeem trailer that we've got here is Angel City. Yeah, this is strictly on here because I wanted to look at Natalie Portman. And uh, so apparently Natalie Portman and Jennifer Garner own a soccer team in L.A. And uh, this is about them and their L.A. women's soccer team, uh, Angel City Football Club. The the, uh, the Ben Moon Times called it a snooze fest because this looks so boring. Oh, it looks so boring. Yeah. The people keep making documentaries about soccer teams like Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney yeah. opened that one or own yeah. that one. And it's like, I don't care. I don't care. No, that, that one looked boring too. Just because you know? I like, like Ted Lasso doesn't mean I'm going to watch a documentary about people who own a sports team. All right. You said it. That's that's what's up. Yeah. That's the real that's the real talk. Yeah. I love that's Ted the Lasso. hard hitting. I did. I like that lasso too. Yeah. But that doesn't, that doesn't translate to us wanting to watch these documentaries, and we're not going to. It was worth watching the short trailer to look at Natalie Portman. I, there is going to be zero pushback or argument mm-hmm. from me there. In fact, you will have agreements. Yeah, sir. that's right. All right, folks. Well, that's all the new new trailers, and that brings us to the Patreon selects. Yeah. So the Patreon selects section is a new section, obviously, and because we have one patron so far who is in the tier where you can suggest trailers to us being the adult zenith or the the bona fide blazers levels uh kevin sent us a trailer and he sent us the trailer for iron man one from 2008 and he was interested to hear our take on how mcu trailers have are today compared to the first one ever and so we watched the iron man trailer i gotta tell you i think that the Overall format for the MCU trailers has not changed a ton. You still get a clip from the beginning of the movie usually at the beginning and then slow buildup of cut scenes from the or like cut together scenes as as the action intensifies which builds up into one high intensity shot from later on in the movie. In this case being the tank where he shoots the missile down the tank turret and then turns around and explodes and then they drop that the Ozzy Osbourne Iron Man, excellent. Yeah. But they drop the actual songs. They don't drop some slowed down, remixed, chopped and screwed version like they do on all the trailers these days, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like actual like ACDC, uh, Black Sabbath and stuff like that yeah. in this one. Straight up. Though I will say that this, that cover like cover songs in movies have their place, obviously. But it just bucks the trend of having always having like a slowed down version in the trailer. Yeah. This... uh the trailer actually told pretty much the entire movie within the trailer. It did. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> so I don't think they do that anymore. They don't quite give away the entire movie like that. Yeah, like this has like Ironmonger's suit and stuff in it. And you would never see that in, in the current one. Like they don't want to show you any. They're so tight-lipped on the spoilers now that they barely show you who's in the movie, you know. And they yeah, heavily yeah. edit everything now too to like edit oh, out yeah. characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff like scenes that didn't even happen. Yeah, and then Brazil forgets to 
change the <laughs> lizard's head so you can tell that someone kicked him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. That's that was stuff. great. So thank you, Kevin. It was really enjoy enjoyable to rewatch this Iron Man one trailer. It's a really good trailer. Oh, it was great. I was like, I, now I want to watch the movie. They got me. See, that's what that's what the trailer's supposed to do, right? It's supposed to make you want to see the movie. And I was like, I want to go watch Iron Man right now. Yeah, and like Iron Man, Iron Man. I don't like Iron Man comics. Like, I don't, I don't really think they're interesting. But the the movies are so good. Like the first two, I love. I love Iron Man. And I love Iron Man two. I don't love Iron Man three. But yeah, Iron Man one and two, excellent. Man. So good. Well, thank you for the Patreon selects, Kevin. And if you want to do that, Nick is going to tell you how you can get in touch and do that. Yeah. So first of all, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast, which is the best way to interact with us. Uh, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you want to know when a new episode comes out, you can tweet us at <laughs> Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. We won't reply to you because we don't log into there. But it tells you when a new episode comes out. I think so, unless that got disconnected somehow. If you want, you can leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which is the second best way for the show to gain traction, because now we have the actual best way, and that is you can support us on patreon.com slash trailerblazers, where uh, you'll get bonus content and you'll be like privy to blog posts and stuff like that. Because every time I have a stray thought i promise i will post it on the (laughs) on the patreon main feed Uh, because i have a lot of stuff to say and unfortunately you people have chosen to listen to me so (laughs) here at the foot of my pulpit i shall rain down opinions so yeah follow us on patreon and if you follow us on patreon quick mickey's gonna tell you what happens yeah i'm gonna tell you what happens okay so like if you're doing that you're gonna get a sneak peek behind the scenes so like when they're recording the podcast you get to hear the live recording of it or the whole thing and a lot gets edited out because when these dudes call themselves the dumb dudes they're really not kidding they just they <laughs> listen to themselves and like, this is so stupid and they cut it out and i know nick nick does it and i know ben does it because they they take turns editing and so but if you want to hear all that stupid stuff <laughs> i guess you're gonna have to yeah, you have to pay the popper, and sometimes you got to pay the popper. That's a deal. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always, for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I'm a White House electrician. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and the Ben Moon Times called me a snooze fest. <laughs> Happy Trailsers. <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to the Vid Yo Games. One quarter portion of the show. We just need to start out right now by saying, uh, pour out, pour one out for E3. E3 2023 has been canceled. I want to start with that. Yeah. So E3 uh, canceled pretty much every year now. So now it's more of an annual tradition to hear about when it's been canceled than to actually have the (laughs) conference itself (laughs) (laughs) yep so you know if you're looking forward to e3 i'm sorry but you're not going to get a trailer for something that will come out in eight years and be completely different from the trailer and then you get mad about the trailer that you saw at e3 eight years ago 
Uh, you can't do that if they don't have E3, and that's what E3 is. You think Nick's, and you think Nick's exaggerating, but when is Skull and Bones going to come out? When is Beyond Good and Evil 2 going to come <laughs> yeah. out? Like, we saw this game like 10 years yeah. ago. Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> Where are they? They We know about them, but we knew about them, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago. So it's really not an exaggeration. Um, however, there is still the excitement of the new stuff coming. Um, and, you know, the excitement kind of waned in these recent years. You know, back when I was in college and, you know, in my 20s, man, it was an event. Oh, yeah, I used to care way more about it. So we're going to light a candle for that. I don't think it's going to come back. Uh, most, you know, most big companies are going to do the shows themselves, like their, their trade, you know, their, uh, what do they call them, like Sony Connect or what? State of Plays. State of Plays, yeah. yeah kind of so anyway. Yeah. Um, so sad. But uh, we have one trailer, not a whole lot of video game stuff going on. It's something for, uh, something called Dredge. Yeah, so this is a complete Jess game. Uh, this is like... In the kind of animation style that she likes for video games, or sort of like a blocky animated style, kind of like uh, Donut County, the raccoon hole game. And this is one where it's like fishing, but like in a kind of like HP Lovecraft Eldritch <laughs> yeah. horror ocean. That's the vibe. So she's definitely going to play this, like for sure. Like, And then she'll be playing it for 16 hour blocks at a time, which is what Whoa. she did with like Graveyard Keeper and stuff. Oh, and uh, what's the one that she. Slime Rancher, yeah. Oh man, she loved that. So this will be played at my house. I, I actually, I, I was playing Mafia again because I had, I was, I fired it up today and I gave Jess the controller and I said, "Can you beat this turret for me?" And she did instantly because she's way better than I am. So now I can keep going. Uh, it's just like Arkham Knight where I'd have to have her beat stuff for me every time it had the Batmobile. I had to have her do it for me. <laughs> So, Dredge is... Oh, did, um, did she ever play that um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory game that was like Stardew Valley? No, the what is it called? Something Chocolatier. Yeah. That's, she was yeah. talking about it the other day with Jen. They were talking about this Chocolatier game. She hasn't played it. I bet if it was free, she would probably get it and play it. But, uh, yeah, she hasn't yet. I, I'm pretty sure that Dredge will be played in my house. I will not. I, I'm not going to play this. No, well. but Jess will. But Jess will. Um, all right, well, that's all the video game stuff we got, folks. That's it. I'm done. You done? I'm done for the Trelure Blazures. I'm Ben Moon, and this was the video game's Dredgelands. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I would really like it if you considered joining our Patreon uh, at any of the tiers. This is very much appreciated. And also, I'm like a moth or like a bug or something. I don't know. Happy Trailsers. <laughs>